Every day is an adventure in Christ. The redeemed are on a journey that ends in a place called everlasting life, the new heaven and the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness, and righteousness is the actions of faith. Before this marvelous eternal day, this present heaven and earth will be utterly destroyed. Second Peter three ten through 14 But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that we look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. Those who inherit this beautiful new heaven and new earth are those who have been born again, born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God. The born again are those who have repented of their sins, believing upon the shed blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. From there, this place Jesus calls born again, we follow this Christ, the King of glory, as the sheep follow their shepherd into eternal life. The following advertisement is found in the last book of the Bible, Revelation 21, verses 1 through 7. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that cometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Have you yet to be born again? Will today be your day of deliverance, your day of salvation, where your eternal journey begins? All sin and shame will be washed away, and all of Satan's bondages broken in just a couple of minutes from right now, if you follow this simple prompt. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. The promise of eternal life in Christ Jesus starts now. Now, for today's subject, God said, Isaiah 45, verse 18, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it. He created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. 
God said, Genesis 1, 14 through 19, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God said, John chapter 8, verse 23, And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. Man said, Christianity and its Bible are not the only way. I'll find another source for my answers. Now the record. Because of Grandmother Eve's unbelief and disobedience and Grandfather Adam's abdicating of his role as the head of his home, all of the progeny of this original couple were spiritually stillborn, shapen in iniquity, and dead in trespasses and sins. Since the beginning, when God's way was rejected and Eve sought another way, it's been like mother, like daughter, like father, like son, always seeking some other way. Jesus said in John 10, 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. It's incessant by necessity, it's inherited. Man will always seek another way, and his other way is a lie. A few examples include evolution's Big Bang theory and slime evolving into mankind versus man being created in the image and glory of God. Man's search for the fountain of youth and the tree of life outside of God's instruction. Man seeks salvation in any other way when Acts 4.12 reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Man rejects God's dietary laws, and sickness and disease are the results. Both Russia and France tried independent of one another to change God's seven-day week. Their efforts failed. The widespread promotion of fornication has resulted in 110 million Americans afflicted with sexually transmitted diseases. Peering and earing into outer space, searching for anything to replace the holy God of the Bible. Last, promoting the idea of panspermia, some non-biblical super race from outer space seeded the earth. However, this time, they're getting close. This brings us to today's feature, which was sparked by the October 2018 issue of Discover Magazine and a feature article titled, 16 Times We Didn't Find E.T. The subhead reads, For decades, humanity has been searching for aliens. Here are the false alarms. Before we get to that article, some foundational research from God Said Man Said follows. God Said Man Said title, Seeking Another Way. Lines are clearly drawn. Man is searching for another way to life and life more abundantly, even eternal life. Ever since Adam and Eve were ejected from paradise and immortality, the sons of Adam seek re-entry, but by another way. 
The sons and daughters of God, on the other hand, have not only been restored to the family of God through the born-again experience, but they also seek much more. That much more is to put on the mind of Christ in its fullness. The rebellious one seeks another way. He scours the heavens with his highly sophisticated telescopes, trying to find life that, in some foolish way, he supposes will supplant the need for God, never considering that the extraterrestrial of all extraterrestrials is Creator God, who dwells in the third heaven, outer space. The rebellious seek another way. Over 50 years ago, SETI, S-E-T-I, which stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, began its operations monitoring the heavens, trying to intercept alien communications, but they have not heard a single peep. SETI has just gone through a very expensive upgrade. Their ears are wide open. Had they only read their Bibles, the born again have not only become children of God, but we communicate with God and His Christ and the Holy Ghost, the ultimate extraterrestrials, on a daily basis. We hear His voice, and He hears ours, and the believer even has a secret supernatural language to communicate with when ultimate communication is desired. Click on the Holy Ghost series for amazing information. SETI is trying to find another way. We have been contacted from outer space by God, His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, as well as angels and prophets, but the carnal world has turned a deaf ear. Remember, the rebellious seek another way. Science is spending huge sums of money and resources to discover the unifying source of the universe. Einstein spent the last 30 years of his life attempting to construct a unified field theory, commonly known today as the theory of everything that would explain how the universe works. Einstein compared it to reading the mind of God. Science is looking for the theory of everything, hoping the discovery of the Higgs boson, the subatomic particle recently discovered by the Large Hadron Collider, would be the key to unlocking the mystery. It did not. The headline in the May, uh, May 28, excuse me, 2016 issue of Science News reads, Hints of New Particle Baffle Physicists. The subhead reads, Hundreds of papers attempt to explain unexpected LHC data. A few paragraphs follow. Hints of the new particle emerged last December at CERN's Large Hadron Collider outside Geneva. Theorists attempting to explain the existence of the particle assuming that it's not a statistical fluke, are now beginning to converge on the most likely explanations. If this thing is true, it's huge. It's very different than what the last 30 years of particle physics looked like, says theoretical physicist David Kaplan of Johns Hopkins University. The speculation was triggered by a subtle wiggle in data from two LHC experiments, ATLAS and CMS. The bump in the data suggests a new particle that decays into two photons. But what that particle might be is unclear. Its properties don't line up with scientists' explanations. One of the most plausible explanations, scientists say, is that the particle is a composite made up of smaller constituents, much like protons and neutrons are made of quarks. Additionally puzzling, is that the particle doesn't seem to easily solve any of the major mysteries of particle physics. It doesn't provide an obvious explanation for dark matter, 
an unidentified substance that makes up more than 80% of the matter in the universe. And it doesn't easily explain a persistent puzzle known as the hierarchy problem, which is related to the mass of the Higgs. According to theory physicists, uh, would naively expect the Higgs to have an enormously large mass, but for unknown reasons, it is found at a much lower scale. Many physicists had pinned their hopes for solving these problems on a theoretical concept called supersymmetry, which proposes that each known particle has a heavier partner. But although theorists have concocted supersymmetric explanations for the new possible particle, it doesn't seem to fit easily into that box either. This thing doesn't smell like supersymmetry, says Caltech experimental particle physicist Mariah Sparopulo, who is also affiliated with CMS, end of quote. The theory of everything, there is such a theory, is found in Colossians chapter 1, 16 through 19, speaking of Jesus Christ. It reads, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, which is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father, that in him should all fullness dwell. By him, Jesus Christ, all things exist. The rebellious will continue to seek another way, and their path will grow darker day by day. But the blood-bought will seek the mind of Christ. Their path is declared in Proverbs 4.18, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Thousands of years before today's high-tech science, God's Word declares the answers, but carnaldom has turned a deaf ear and a blind eye. End of quotes. God said, man said feature, is there life in outer space? You may recall in the late 1990s the firestorm created by the media concerning the purported discovery on life on Mars. It proved false, but I'll bet you never saw the retraction. The following paragraph was found in Discover Magazine, May 2002 issue. The headline, Does Life Exist in Our Solar System? Someone at NASA must think so. A great deal of the money the U.S. Space Agency has spent on sending probes to Mars, starting with two Viking landers in 1976, has gone toward trying to figure out if life ever took hold there. So far, scientists have found no proof there ever was is now or ever will be life on the Red Planet. A national scientific writer by the name of Robert Berman published the following. Around some other stars, the effects of chaos have been more extreme than in our solar system. In several systems, Jupiter-sized planets spiraled into orbits just a few million miles from their stars. Any Earth-like worlds that formed there probably would have been incinerated. In spite of man's lack of success... Endlessly staring through high-powered telescopes, launching uh, search satellites and probes, building expensive listening outposts and more, he continues to hope for the cosmic missing link. He seeks another way. God's Word declares there is life in outer space. God, the Lord Jesus Christ, a host of angels, 
as well as other creations of his, dwell in the third heaven, which is located beyond the north star. There surely is life in outer space. Jesus Christ was in heaven before he came to earth via seed of the Holy Ghost and Mary. Jesus speaks in John eight twenty three, and he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above, ye are of this world, I am not of this world. Multitudes of angels who are presently on the earth came from outer space, as well as the fallen angel Satan and his fallen followers. There surely is life in outer space, and a lot of it's come down to earth. End of quote. God said, men said, everything is ours as the children of God, everything. The following excerpts are from the September 2016 issue of Scientific American under the feature titled, Many Planets, Not Much Life. The subtitle reads, We still have no idea how easy it, easy, easy it is for life to arise, and it may be incredibly difficult. The feature was penned by Paul Davies, the director of Beyond, Center for Fundamental Concepts in Science at Arizona State University. It reads, When I was a student in the 1960s, almost all scientists believe we are alone in the universe. The search for intelligent life beyond Earth was ridiculed. One might as well have professed an interest in looking for fairies. The focus of skepticism concerned the origin of life, which was widely assumed to have been a chemical fluke of such incredibly low probability it would never have happened twice. The origin of life appears at the moment to be almost a miracle, was the way Francis Crick described it. So many are the conditions which would have had to have been satisfied to get it going. Jacques Minaud concurred in his 1976 book, Chance and Necessity, he wrote, Man knows at last that he is alone in the indifferent immensity of the universe whence which he has emerged by chance. Today the pendulum has swung decisively the other way. Many distinguished scientists proclaim that the universe is teeming with life, at least some of it intelligent. Biologist Christian DeVoe uh, went so far as to call life a cosmic imperative. Yet the science has hardly changed. We are almost as much in the dark today about the pathway from non-life to life as Charles Darwin was when he wrote, It is mere rubbish thinking at present of the origin of life. One might as well think of the origin of matter. There is no doubt that SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, has received a huge fillip from the recent discovery of hundreds of extrasolar planets. Astronomers think there could be billions of Earth-like planets in our galaxy alone. Clearly, there is no lack of habitable real estate out there. Yet, because we do not know the process that transformed a mishmash of chemicals into a living cell with all its staggering complexity, it is impossible to calculate the probability that life has actually arisen on these planets. Other common argument is that the universe is so vast, there just has to be life out there somewhere. But what does that statement mean? If we restrict attention to the observable universe, there are probably 10 to the 23rd power planets. Yes, that's a big number. But it is dwarfed by the odds against forming even simple organic molecules by random chance alone. If the pathway from chemistry to biology is long and complicated, it may well be that fewer than one in a trillion trillion planets ever spawns life. 
affirmation that life is widespread are founded on a tacit assumption that biology is not the upshot of random chemical reactions, but the product of some kind of directional self-organization that favors the living state over others, a sort of life principle at work in nature. There may be such a principle, but if so, we have found no evidence for it yet. End of quote. The earth is unique in the universe because God made it to be inhabited, but evolutionary science cannot bring themselves to such an admission, no matter how daunting the facts. In spite of man's lack of success, endlessly staring through high-powered telescopes, launching search satellites and probes, building expensive listening outposts and more, he continues to hope for the cosmic missing link. Carnal man's misguided mind imagines that if he can find life in outer space, it will support his evolutionary theory. End of quote. God said, man said, Peter, big bang, just another chicken lizard. Man seeks to find another way, void of the God of accountability and judgment. They construct sophisticated foolishness to house their unbelief. One excellent example is the much vaunted theory of the big bang. In June 2014, Discover Magazine feature, Noise, Jonathan Keats writes, Astronomer Fred Hoyle coined the term Big Bang in the 1950s, not because he thought it was noisy, but because he thought the theory was ridiculous. End of quote. Did God create the earth and its universe in six literal 24-hour days just over 6,000 years ago? Or did we explode into existence, the Big Bang, from basically nothing billions of years ago? The headline in the September 2014 issue of Acts and Facts, written by Dr. J. Herbert, reads, Another Big Bang Blunder. Excerpts from the feature follow. 2014 has been a rough year for supporters of the Big Bang model. In March, the BICEP 2 uh, radio astronomy team announced purported direct evidence for inflation, which is an integral part of the Big Bang model. The media loudly trumpeted this as smoking gun evidence for the Big Bang, and some Christians eagerly but uncritically accepted the claim. Years ago, inflation was tacked on to the original Big Bang model in order to save it from serious difficulties. Secular cosmologists believe these problems could be solved by postulating that the universe went through a period of inflation, an extremely rapid growth spurt early in its history. Over time, inflation theory became incredibly bizarre, leading to the idea of a vast multiverse composed of infinitely many pocket or bubble universes. At the time of the BICEP2 announcement, the Institute for Creation Research pointed out difficulties with the claim and reminded Christians that secular scientists have often made dramatic announcements of alleged proofs for evolution, proofs which were later quickly walked back by secular scientists themselves. This alleged smoking gun was no exception. A mere two months after the dramatic announcement, even secular scientists were expressing doubts about the claim. By early June, the discovery had been discredited by two independent studies— one prominent theoretical physicist even called it a Big Bang blunder and noted that the BICEP2 researchers made their dramatic announcement to the world before their paper had been peer-reviewed by qualified scientists. This was a serious breach of scientific ethics and protocol. Worse yet, 
Researchers from King's College London are now claiming that accepting the BICEP2 results as legitimate would imply that the universe should have collapsed back in on itself shortly after the Big Bang so that our universe should not even exist. End of quote. Science writer Brian Thomas wrote in the November 2016 issue of Acts and Facts Concerning the Big Bang, First, solid science refutes Big Bang models. That's why the models keep changing and why hundreds of secular physicists signed a public cosmology statement explaining that they reject it because it uses too many fudge factors to work around its many problems, end of quote. Man's always trying to find another way. The lead paragraph in the October 2018 Discover magazine feature, Six Times We Didn't Find E.T., follows. That's been the story for the nearly 60 years the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, SETI, has been officially underway. You can stretch that date back even further if you count a 1924 military campaign to listen for radio signals from Mars as it reached its closest opposition in more than a century. But in all that time, we've come up with nothing. Discover Magazine lists 16 major duds. Several follow. 1960. SETI's first dedicated search, called Project Ozma, begins an observing campaign of nearby stars. The team, including Frank Drake, thinks they receive a signal from Epsilon, Uruguay, that ends up being terrestrial. 1965. Soviet astrophysicist Nikolai Kardashev and Iosef Shalovsky claim that CTA-102 almost assuredly shows signs of an alien civilization due to its massive radiation output. CTA-102 is later found to be an active quasar. 1967. Jocelyn Bell Burnell finds a radio signal repeating every 1.3 seconds. At a loss for an explanation, she and her Ph.D. advisor term it LGM-1, short for Little Green Men. In the end, it becomes the first discovered pulsar. 1983. French astronomer Francois Barad and SETI pioneer Gilles Tarter detect a signal over the course of three nights. When the telescopes are recalibrated, it turns out to be interference from the Paris airport. 1996. NASA announces that the Mars meteorite ALH84001 appears to show evidence of microbial fossils. The bait rages over the structure's origin, but the general consensus is that they are not fossilized Martians. 2004. A Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory search for theorized artificial structures called Dyson spheres turns up 23 candidates, all of which are eventually identified as natural sources of star dimming. 2012. The Green Bank, uh, Green Bank excuse me, Telescope picks up signals from two Kepler targets, KOI-817 and KOI-812. While the signals appear artificial, they turn out to be terrestrial in origin. 2015. The Russian Rattan 600 radio telescope receives a signal from the direction of the star HD 164595. After a brief media storm, it's discovered to be a Russian military radio signal, end of quotes. 
I'm reminded that in 1998, astronomers detected radio signals from outer space. Wow, what news? In 2015, they discovered that the signals came from a microwave oven on campus. Man constantly seeks another way. It's an inherited trait. We have been contacted from outer space. The earth and its universe were created by God, the ultimate extraterrestrial, and his personal contact began in the Garden of Eden and culminated at the cross of Calvary, where Jesus Christ made it possible for you and I to become sons and daughters of God. The extraterrestrial Holy Ghost now dwells in the bodies of the Spirit-filled, and extraterrestrial interaction occurs constantly. Those who have eyes to see and ears to hear fully understand. They don't need sophisticated telescopes or listening devices. They just need childlike faith. God said, Isaiah forty-five eighteen. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he hath created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. God said, Genesis 1, 14 through 19, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God said, John chapter 8, verse 23, And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. Man said, Christianity and its Bible are not the only way. I'll find another source for my answers. Now you have the record.